Boom. What is going on, you beautiful, beautiful people? This is Unnecessary Rambling. Welcome. How are you? Hope you're well. And on this on this beautiful, beautiful uh, Sunday, Sunday afternoon, as we're recording here, and uh, I- I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Martin in the building. How you doing, man? What's up, man? Keep smoothing. Keeping it smooth and All keeping right, it rolling. That's our that's that's gonna be our whole show. Is just a little dance, keep smooth, and we're done. No games. You just have to look at the games behind you and the yeah. games behind me, and that's it. That's that's our whole show now. So hopefully it takes off. Speaking, so like subscribe. <laughs> speaking of the games behind me, do you notice a little change to anything on the games behind me? Well, now there's pressure because now it's gonna now you're asking me if I pay how much I pay attention, which uh give me a second, give me a second. I don't I'm gonna I wanna film, gonna, I don't want them I'm to gonna, be dead air. I'm gonna give you a hint. It's in this direction. Is it the N64 boxes? Yeah, I, I okay. sold my switch. Well, okay, wow. So wait a minute. All right, I noticed the N64 boxes, but I yeah. didn't that just okay. So wait, what to tell us okay, you need to tell us about this because I know you weren't a Nintendo guy. We'll go into that in a little bit, but I thought from what I gathered is you still like some of the stuff. So what, what happened? Why is your switch gone? What's up? So I I was reading the comment from, from my guy, Madden Looney on the last episode. And he just like, he just mentioned like, he wasn't trying to say, Hey, you need to sell your switch. He just mentioned that like, you know, nothing was really clicking for him on an exclusive front on the switch. And he was like, I I just ended up parting with it. Got a little bit of money out of it while I could. And I was like, Oh damn while I can still get some money out of this thing because you know, we're not. And after that direct, it seems like we might not be getting a switch to for a little while. And uh, so I was like, while there's still some money to be had with this thing, let me go and, you know, let me go and get some money out of it. And, and uh, I I cleared up everything that I'm buying for the rest of the year, the selling the switch and the games paid for it. So I'm, I'm okay with that purchase, but uh, yeah, I ended up selling the old selling the switch. So is everything like all the games, everything you had for it, which I guess, why would you keep the games? Is everything gone for it? Pretty much. Okay. Bye. See ya. It's been good. See you later. Keep smoothing. Bye. <laughs> right. So I just want to, yeah, I mean, that's a big, that's a big thing. I know you weren't a Nintendo guy, but that is a big thing. I feel like so what, okay. So what are you doing with those then? So are you going to sell them or are you just going to keep them for collector's purposes? I, I, I don't know why I, I, I was going to sell everything, but GameStop wouldn't take these. And I went to GameStop, which I know is going to anger a bunch of people, but it was like, I, I, I don't really, I don't care about the, I really didn't care about the value much at all. It was just right. like, let me get something out of this thing and then buy some new games with it. So I, I kept no more heroes, no more heroes too. <laughs> And uh, they wouldn't take anything sealed. So I have Deadly Premonitions too, which I'm kind of glad I, I kept that one because I think that was exclusive okay. to the Switch. Uh, okay. And then a couple, just a couple other things that I have huh. sealed in a, in, a, in a controller that they wouldn't take. So that that's my uh, that's my adventure to, to GameStop to sell my to sell my Switch. I know people are going to be furious that I took that thing to GameStop, but I who cares? You know the thing about it is like. I, I I know this is sacrilegious, but dude, <laughs> GameStop is actually a whole hell of a lot better than like what they're going to do with the prices on some of those games to get it back into the hands of like regular people is a whole hell of a lot better than what some resellers would do. And I'll just, I'll just say that, you know, they, they, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Cause, cause they're not going to take something that might be $80 and then put it on their shelf for $80. They'll, they'll put it back for yeah. $59.99 or whatever the case may be. So yeah, I, I, but yeah, wow. sold sold the old switch, man. 
That's that's a big thing. I mean, I, again, I know you weren't hot on it, but that's a big thing. So, don't, but don't worry for anyone uh, for anyone watching. Still, like, we'll still talk about Nintendo stuff. I'm still oh, a yeah. Nintendo guy, so like, don't worry. It doesn't mean we're not going to talk about Nintendo stuff. But I feel like that's a big thing, and that actually leads me into a question. This is off again. I'll kind of more off the, off the. What am I trying to say? It doesn't matter. Do you <laughs> have any? Do you collect or do you have games for any other systems that you don't own? Because that uh, makes no. me think, like, okay, so any other games you collect for, you own the system for. Yeah. So you don't got, like, some ColecoVision games or Atari games or something like crazy? No, okay. I don't okay. believe I have anything at all that I don't. Yeah, no, everything else okay. that I have, I have a system for it. All right. Well, that's a big uh, that's a big change. So, uh, But you don't miss it? No, well, you know, here's the thing, man. I, I'll probably, depending on what they do with the Switch, too, if it's, like, you know, a little bit more... Here, here's the thing, and and we talked about this last <laughs> week with Tears of the Kingdom. I think that would be my game of the year if I played it on PS5 or Xbox. I just, I literally do not like playing the Switch ever. And so to me, it was just like, let me get a couple bucks out of this thing. And then I, I, I got, uh, you know, people are gonna, people are gonna hate me for this. So I know yes. everybody's super anti pre-order. I just went ahead and pre-ordered everything up until December <laughs> that I want to play. And I, I got like $400 for the thing. So that's you know, okay. not, not awful, not awful. Well, but, let's, let's save the rest of the Nintendo stuff for, for, for when we'll get to in a little bit, because I have, I have more to say about it, but what I will say is I understand what you're saying about the switch. I don't, touch my i don't play handheld i'm not a handheld guy and the only time i play switch is uh, if i'm playing like a first party game which again we'll get to that stuff later with my wife um i used to adore playing the switch because when i ran for anyone that doesn't know the previous channel i ran was an indie game channel and a lot of the codes you would get and review keys things like that were typically or could be easily obtainable on switch from the key sites um you know behind the scenes stuff so i just was used to playing indie games on switch but since that phase is over uh of youtube stuff I don't, I'm like you, I don't touch it, but unless I'm, I'm specifically playing like a first party game with my wife, which even then I'm like you, I try to get it on Xbox or PlayStation. So, you know what, if that means you can buy other games and not worry as much, like, again, who cares? It's what's the point of hanging on to if you're never going to use it, I guess, you know, totally. And that's the thing. I'm the exact same way, man. I, if I, the only time I play the switch is with it docked. And so for yeah. me, if I'm going to play something dock, you know, like a regular console, I'm going to play the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox. And yeah, I, I, I it is what it is. I, I I do think that that direct was damn, damn good. And we'll, we'll talk about that later, I, regardless of how I feel about Nintendo personally. And I, I don't hate Nintendo. I just I'm so used to the other configurations with the buttons and stuff that it's just hard to kind of swap between all three. But yeah, man. Why don't we just jump into the Nintendo thing quickly? Because we don't want to touch long. We're already, there's no point of like skirting over. We'll jump into what we're playing, which will be fun. But why don't we just hop into that really quickly? Because I know you said you don't have as much. I have a lot more. So I'm just curious, like, should we just hop into it now really quick? The the direct, we're recording this on June 25th. The direct happened, I believe, on June 21st or 2nd. So a few days ago. Um, let's just do a quick, just, just overview. It doesn't really matter because everyone, every other channels already gone over it. So this is more just for us. And a few people in the comments were interested as well, but yeah. Um, what are your overall thoughts then as not a Nintendo guy, as not someone that has a switch anymore, what's your <laughs> overall thoughts? Was there anything that even jumped out to you despite again, not being like a Nintendo or switch guy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There was a, there, it was a good direct, a really, really good direct. But once again, it confirmed to me that it was going to be a little bit until we got the switch too. So it, it here's the thing, man. Um, they're 
the the game that caught my eye just off the gate, and this is something one that I think we're going to share is uh, Penny's Big Breakaway. Did you see that? Yeah, the the 3D platformer, right? That looked incredibly fun. It's from the the Sonic Mania team, mm-hmm. which you know one of the more beloved Sonic games. Uh, that this looks really fun. You're like sliding down rails and zip lining, and then uh, flying around at times. A really beautiful world. Just it looks like a good 3D platformer, and it's saying 2024 for for PS5, Xbox, and Switch. So I'm excited for that. Uh, so I'm surprised that you're. It makes me happy to hear that because I'm a huge platforming, especially 3D platforming guy. From what I gather, what I know of you is you aren't a big platforming guy. So I'm surprised that that was like something that jumped out to you because it just looks like another bright, colorful, cheery 3D platformer. So is it just because of the Sonic Mania development team? Or because you're not a big platforming guy, right? Or am I wrong about that? Well, I, I love, you know, like the the Sly Cooper games, uh, old Crash Bandicoot games. Like, so I have okay. a lot of nostalgia with that. And I I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I actually think this looked much better than kind of your tradition. Like this looked like it had a real budget behind it. You were seeing a lot of, once again, variety. It's the theme <laughs> of my life with video games, but you saw a lot of variety with the different locations and what it was beautiful, vibrant, colorful, happy looking. Um, but, but yeah, I just thought it looked really, really good. That's, that's a good shout. I'm actually, it makes me happy to hear you talk about that game because I'm not hearing really any other like bigger channels that are have done reactions or are talking about the direct, you know, afterwards, I haven't really heard anybody talk about it really like in the, like, because there's obviously, well, let's get to really quickly. The other, obviously the massive announcements, which this is old news to anyone at this point, but the massive announcements from the direct were a, a full on remake of super Mario RPG legend of the seven stars this time now just called, you know, super Mario RPG that, it's funny, like the reaction my I had and like everyone else seemingly had, you can tell me if yours was, when the first little screen popped up of, of Peach sitting in the little grass field, most people were like, okay, cool, Super Mario RPG is coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Hey, that's pretty sweet. But then as soon as there was that little like glowing ball and it switched to the, like the new version of Peach, immediately people, myself included, were like, wait a minute, this is like a full-on remake. Do you have any love for that old game do you even know anything about it because i haven't played it myself the old one the 1996 snes one i think i have never played i i played a mario game when i was like in diapers i've never played another mario <laughs> game i i i, I just grew up uh, whenever i was four i believe we got a playstation one and then playstation two three four like i never i never um owned any nintendo consoles except the the nes as a kid so i i just have no knowledge of mario whatsoever <laughs> Okay. So this direct for you, did it feel like it was just kind of a lot of like over your head, not in the sense of not knowing about games, but because we had Super Mario RPG remake. We have uh, the big one at the end, which was Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which is a whole new 2D Mario game, which I couldn't be more excited for since I played this game with my wife. You have a Princess Peach game, which is going to be, they didn't show much, but it's going to be seemingly a 2D-ish game. Then you have Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon from the 3DS. That's getting like a visual kind of upgrade and brought to Switch, which I'm pumped about. Luigi's Mansion 3 was phenomenal. So you just had these like big tentpole character games from Nintendo that they really had a lot of confidence with. Where was I, what was I going to ask you about that? I, I guess, I, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you were going to say, since I didn't don't have the Mario love, like where yeah. did I land on it? I think right. I... I'm someone like I I really like getting excited for other people. Like I like <laughs> I like seeing things that I know people like 
if a Bloodborne remaster pops up. Like it's something that I'm I'm actually wanting to see pop up because I know people want it so bad. I have no interest in it whatsoever. But like <laughs> I, I like I like feeling the the energy in the games community of people just being happy about things because there's so much negativity. It's like I love just communal discussions and and good positive vibes after a showcase. But I will say Luigi's Mansion 3. I played a little bit of that on the Switch and really, really enjoyed that. So the the uh the the remaster or whatever of the the 3DS game. 3DS game, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, it's not really a remaster. They're just, just like they're literally just like porting it over, but mm-hmm. like kind of up uh, uh, again. They only showed like 20 seconds. Yeah. From what it sounds like, it's not gonna be like a really remat remake or even a remaster, but just a port with maybe a few tweaks since it's it, it's not obviously on the 3DS anymore. Yeah. Um but well, that's cool that you you know you like the third one a little bit even even though you sold your switch and can't play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's the thing. Like I I you know it, it's the thing where maybe one day I I wouldn't doubt if I if I go back one day years and years from now and then buy it again and then you know I'm 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 always I've done that my whole life. Which you know as a kid I did it out of necessity where it's like you're taking the PS2 to to GameStop because you want the PS3 and stuff, but. Yeah, man, it it looked that, that it was a it was a really really good showcase. What else uh, stood out for you? What well, well, anything in particular that really was like big kind of eye catching drops, eye catching announcements? So the the penny you know three D platforming one, as you had already mentioned, that looks phenomenal for me. It, all the rest of the announcements, either a we've already heard about you know Sonic Superstars, the wind was out of the sails on that. We already knew about that because of the other showcases. Um, there was like a persona tactics game. I could care less. I've, I, I'm not a persona guy. Um, are you a persona guy? Have you played the persona games? No. Okay. Actually that has that. That's uh that's a spoiler okay. for, for later. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, shh, we won't yeah. talk about that. Then. There was just a lot of like fine experiences that looked okay. But I think for me, the, the whole show stood up on the super Mario RPG, uh, super Mario brothers wonder, which for me, I'm just beyond thrilled. And then the Princess Peach and Luigi's Mansion game. I think for those that 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 got me so excited to be like, okay, maybe I'll have a reason to continue to play the Switch because there's these great tentpole titles seemingly coming back out. Although I will say the one thing I was super duper hoping for, um, I'm not a well mini spoiler alert. I'm not a current Zelda fan. We'll we'll get to that. <laughs> but um, I love Wind Waker, and I just kept hoping at some point in this direct that they were going to show that they're bringing the uh, Wind Waker HD from the Wii U to the Nintendo Switch because it just it should be on here now because no one really plays a Wii U or has one much anymore. So I was hoping for that, but beyond that, all of the Mario and Pals games, um, it was it was a huge exciting show for me personally. And to your point, I think you made a good point. It shows that a Switch 2 or whatever they're gonna call it, Super Switch, whatever, probably isn't gonna be right away, right? Because wow. a lot of these games were end of this year, 2023, or into the spring or first quarter of 2024, right? Yeah, yeah, there were some 2024 announcements in there. So when do you even think a, if they were going to do a next one eventually, when do you even think that that would theoretically come then based on this direct? Oh, we also had Pikmin 4. I could care less about that, but hey, it looks kind of cute. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to give a quick shout out and I'm going to hit your question. Myth Force looked fantastic uh the cartoony you know cartoony first person melee game first person melee is really hard to get right but the vibe the art style fantastic ps4 ps5 xbox switch later this year but to your question good shout out when the the switch to or whatever they end up calling it i think it gets announced holiday 2024 (laughs) comes out 
mid to late 2025. So you think we got a couple of years still with the switch. Okay. Yeah. Because like, I just don't think that they're, I don't think you're going to launch or announce games for 2024. And then, you know what I mean? Like you then abandon the platform less than a year later. It just, that seems, I mean, it, it you know, it, it, that wouldn't be totally a, a total anomaly, but I don't know. I, I that's, that's the prediction I'm going to throw at the wall there. I, it, it seems like a good solid prediction based on what you said. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see what, what, go ahead. And it's like, how do you like, cause that's the thing with the PlayStation two as well. You know, like God of war two came out in 2000 and six or seven okay. and it, it was only on playstation 2 and we were already you know a year or two into the playstation 3 life cycle so there mm -hmm. are those weird anomalies that's like okay yeah we're just abandoning this platform of of 100 plus million uh players and then going on to to the switch too but maybe there'll be some 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 kind of weird things like a god of war 2 style a game that's still on the switch exclusively even though the switch 2 is i i don't know and i'm sure they'll have a lot of backwards <laughs> compatibility and stuff going on so it's going to be interesting to see when that that does pop up though for sure because that that platform i the switch is just it's a juggernaut a juggernaut unlike really any other it is yeah you're right i mean up there with the wii how that took off in popularity but you can't deny and this isn't new information again every channel's talked about this you can't deny that the switch is showing its age dramatically like you, the pokemon games all these things i'm like this just looks like garbage like wh i mean that's not to say the gameplay well maybe in pokemon's case violent scarlet but like the games just look so many of them just look so bad at this point yeah um but again i know fidelity isn't for everyone like that's not a big deal for everyone but at some point and nintendo's never really cared about that but you can really see it now right in a lot of the games unless they're the specific nintendo ones like super mario rpg where they have that nintendo finesse to just utilize the power where you can't see the cracks a lot of the other things you can be like okay this is starting to look pretty dicey now you know totally man i i, I completely agree but yeah it, good good uh good showcase good director great way to close out this little e3 e3 season for sure well i do you have any other things about the direct i don't have much else beyond what we talked about so should we hop on to what we're playing yeah buddy so yeah, keep smoothing 16 on 16 baby how we feeling final fantasy 16 has arrived <laughs> and uh i am it's all i've been doing it's all i've been doing jeffrey i just don't put this thing down played it to like two in the morning last night played it till two in the morning the night before i'm just i'm getting on at, at, at you know 7 p.m playing it until 2 a.m like it's just, it's consuming my life, man. I'm, I'm, I don't know how far in I'm, I'm very far into okay. this game, like way further than I should be into this game. I haven't had something suck me in like this since, well, probably since Jedi survivor and Hogwarts legacy. It's just a crazy year, dude. It's such <laughs> so a crazy ago, okay. year. <laughs> <laughs> so just a few months ago, <laughs> but, but it's so rare that the, these type of it's so rare that I get hooked into something like this anymore. And it's happened three times in this one year, dude. Like, so what? give us the bread and butter. What, what I know you were excited for this. People that have watched the show know what, what really what's hooked you to it. Like what's made the thing where you're like, I'm just going to play for five hours and just like, not let like, just let time fly away. What, what is it about? It? I want to know, like, give, give us your take on what's made you connect to it. What aspects? 
what what about variety just i want to know all about like your excitement for it because i i haven't played anything beyond a couple hours of the demo so this is exciting to hear your excitement for it so so tell us okay so i i'll, I'll say this the demo the because I, I the demo is just the first couple hours of the game correct I don't know. I've only put a couple hours in. It just, it didn't, it hasn't hooked. I like it, but it hasn't hooked me. So yeah, I'm um, pretty sure I'm, that the demo is the first couple hours of the game. And I was like hooked to that story, but where that story goes from there is so much cooler. And I'm, I'm just, so here's the thing. It is a game made for me. I am a humongous character action guy. I, I love Devil May Cry, God of War, Bayonetta. And the best quote I heard about Final Fantasy 16 came from uh, Jacob Geller from MinMax. He says okay. it, it's uh, two, uh, it's Bayonetta with a $200 million budget, I believe is, is his <laughs> quote. That sums up exactly what this is to me. It is like a style of game, a style of uh, a genre that I love so much, but given just an infinite budget and also it's not like bloated at all there's not hmm. I, I will say the side quests kind of suck the ones that have like a plus <laughs> above the character's head are really cool but the main like kind of or the basic side quests they kind of suck i quit doing those after a few hours like, i'm not doing that but i do all the ones with the plus but the it it it's so much more linear than I expected. I thought this was hmm. going to be this big sprawling world where I can kind of go everywhere and do it. And like, I love those games, you know, Hogwarts legacy and, and, and games like that, but this is like pretty tightly guiding you down specific corridors to get to the next big story moment. And hmm. those big story moments, like it, this game might be 60% cutscenes, and oh, wow. it, I know some people hate that. And I, I I can kind of hate that at times too. Metal Gear Solid Four didn't click with me because of that one reason. But <laughs> I I'm I'm so into what they're telling me here with this story of Clive kind of finding himself, the the internal struggles that he is facing, the whole dynamic with his family, and and you know no spoilers or anything, but just the the political intrigue that's going on there with the different r uh, ruling factions and the 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 battles. It's this Game of Thrones epic <laughs> in in video game form. And golly, man, it's it's I, the combat is just so so fun, so consistently fun to me. And and you're constantly, I shouldn't say constantly. Here here's the thing. Here's a really weird thing. I've okay. never <laughs> felt I've never felt so connected to a character getting a new set of powers i'll just say hmm. that and and i don't know there's like a responsibility that you're wielding with these powers because of the way that you get them and the connection that you have to those it's just it's so cool man it's so so freaking cool i, I love i love your excitement for it and just like what you alluded to you know a few minutes ago of just watching other people's excitement about a game like that that can be half the fun because you, even if you don't necessarily care as much or are as excited in the zeitgeist of it to watch someone else in the zeitgeist of it is pretty special. So give us, I mean, I know you touched on a little bit about the story. You don't have to spoil anything. I mean, if you want to, that's fine, but what, uh, give like the elevator pitch of the story. I know that's probably way too hard to do in a giant no. JRPG, but what's the elevator pitch of like, why should you care about this story from your experience? If you could, I, cause I, I want to understand that as well. 
Yeah, so I'll give a very basic pitch for it without spoiling anything, because I know that this is like one of these stories of the year that people are like really wanting to go into without any any spoilers going too blind. So I'll say this. Okay. Clive, the main character that you play as, he is with uh he's born into royalty, but he himself isn't necessarily looked at as royalty because he uh his, his little brother is looked at as royalty because his little brother has a, a uh, power inside of him that Clive might not have. Well, yeah, well, well I'm going to, I'm going to leave that there for that part, okay. <laughs> but, but it's this coming of age story at the beginning of Clive kind of fitting his role into being the protector, the, the, the shield bearer of his brother. His whole entire goal is just to protect his brother because his brother, his little brother is looked at as royalty. Very, very special. Like it, you have to protect him because we're, we're heading off to war and, and his little brother is, is crucial to, okay. to, to winning this war. And then no spoilers for what happens, but it branches so much bigger than that. And it's a journey all about Clive understanding some of the things that took place and realizing that he has to battle himself internally to get through some of his like depressive struggles that he is going through and hmm. finding out the truth of what really took place. And yeah, and then it just has the political intrigue on the side with the different ruling factions, and it's so dark, dude. There's so huh. so much just like uh, factions going in and slaughtering entire villages, hanging up the branded. Uh, it's, it's just like specific, like the people they have. They have like a little uh, brand branded logo on their branded? face. Yeah, <laughs> and they hang them up on these poles and like torture them, and it's just like a stake driven in the ground to show that like this is what happens to to branded in this territory. So it's just you're you're so so invested in what's going on because it's and it's it's just it's straight up dark. Like the whole hmm. whole thing is straight up dark, and it, it's this is my style of story. You know what I mean? Like okay. this M rated, very mature hacking and slashing. Like it, it just it totally totally connects with me. Okay, so I've I have a, I'm going to I'm going to like pick your brain, all right? Again, you know, yeah. of course, cuz I, I want to peel back the layers of cuz this is arguably the biggest exciting game obviously and but like that we'll probably be talking about cuz I can't compete with this. But I want to know in terms of how much you press into variety. That's you know, you love as you've stated a million times gameplay variety. So if you had to break apart the gameplay variety, again without I guess spoiling if there's aspects that were surprised to you, how do you break apart this game is like, here's why I love it because of this, um, this variety. Like there's this, 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 and this again, maybe don't spoil it. If there's things that you're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't expect to have that. Yeah. But how does that break apart into variety for you? That keeps you hooked beyond the story, obviously, which sounds really, really cool. It's so tough, man, because the, and, and I, when I was capturing gameplay for it, I was so bummed capturing gameplay because I was like, <laughs> I'm capturing the most boring parts of this game to not spoil it for people. And there there does come a point, maybe we can have this discussion at a later time, like when are spoilers more beneficial than hurtful to a game? Because what I want to talk about with this game is such a humongous spoiler, and but it's the best part of the game by far. But is I'll that, just... wait. Is that a gameplay thing? Yes. Okay. All right. You don't have to say anymore. I'm just curious if that was gameplay or narrative. Okay. Yeah, it's a gameplay thing. Well, it's okay. a, but the narrative, I, it would be, wait, wait, no, we, we, 
No, 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 no. Hold up. I can, I can talk about this. I just don't have to, <laughs> I, I don't have to say why, because I remember okay. me and you talking about before talking about the icon abilities that they talked about that, didn't they? That's like been a heavily pushed thing in marketing. So that's not, that was, right. that's literally been like, that was a part of the demo. You can choose to do the specific, like an icon section. So none of that's a spoiler. That's literally their marketing spiel. Yeah, so like, I, hey, you can do these big kaiju type, you know, battles or whatever. So I won't, I won't get into why who, how, how it comes out in the story, okay. but those moments, man, they play out so cool. And at first it's just like, okay, you're controlling this Kaiju and you can dodge and shoot these fire blasts. And it's like very on rails and simple. And I was like, oh man, is that all this is going to be? No, it is not <laughs> all this is going to be. It evolves into, there was one fight that I got into specifically where this dude is raining down shots and I'm having to evade and you can hold circle and do like this rapid evasion tactic thing. And then he's sending out these walls of flames and there's like this one opening and you're having to bob and weave your kaiju to get into this one lane so that you don't get just totally blasted by this oncoming wave of, of <laughs> fire or whatever the hell it was. This, this wall of of just carnage that you're having to avoid with your your uh your icon character and that hmm. is the thing those moments when they happen and they don't overuse them and that's such a key thing when yeah. they happen in the story it is like digging down and you have to like pull like like it almost feels dragon ball z-esque you know <laughs> going into that super saiyan mode it's like you 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 can only go up to the max so many times and you know it's going to leave you totally spent but you have to you it, 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 at certain moments you have to bring it out and that's the thing that that separates this game because the the variety with the combat I'll say it's fairly simple, but the more powers you get, it adds more variety to the game as well, where, okay. you know, it, it's it's your simple kind of elemental attacks, your wind, your fire, your electric damage and stuff, but you're, you're just constant, every button, you know, every button on that controller, you're hitting all of them, man. And so it's, it's, <laughs> it's doing that thing with my brain where I'm like, ooh, 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 new, 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 new. <laughs> I'm just like a little goblin brain. It's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. it, it, I, I, I think I talked with you about this before, but someone said that this is, uh, this is for the crackhead generation. This is, this is final oh, fantasy for the crackhead generation, the 80, <laughs> the ADD brains. And it's like, yes, this is for okay. my generation. Who's like, want to be just constantly mashing buttons. Like it totally clicks for, for, for someone like me. And the, and the, the different <laughs> abilities you get are really, really cool. And the location variety you're seeing okay. that the scale of this game at times is like dumbfounding to think hmm. that, that Square Enix put this much money into a final fantasy game because Final Fantasy games, uh, don't beat me up comments, but they don't sell all that well. They like, they sell. Is that like, true? Yeah, they sell like six, seven million copies. Okay. But I think I that. I realize that. I think the highest selling might be 10 at, at 20 million. I, I believe the highest selling Final Fantasy game ever is at 20 million copies. And to put it in perspective, The Witcher 3 is at like, I think, 50 or 60 million. Interesting. And you would never I, think that. Right. Well, especially based on the budgetary, if you're saying that from the location and the set pieces and the battles and the length and the variety and the star power behind like the people, you know, that's funny because the guy's name, Clive is Ben Starr. That's like the actor's yeah. name. But uh, so what, so in terms of like the, com again, I don't want this to sound reductive, but if you had to, again, for someone that either A, hasn't played the demo or doesn't have a PlayStation 5 or is just like, eh, I don't care about Final Fantasy. If you had to compare, you kind of alluded to this, I guess. What games, if you can think of any, would you 
kind of compare the combat to. I know there's going to be no direct correlation, but if you had to be like, here's what it's kind of like. No, there is. It's okay. okay. It's okay. It's, so what is it then? It's a less sophisticated Devil May Cry or a less sophisticated Bayonetta. The, the combat is, yeah, it's straight up character action, Bayonetta, Devil May Cry. Okay. 100%. It's not as... It's not as in depth for from what I've all all that I have right now are three powers. I know I'm going to get more because of the way that the story is going. But all I have now are three different powers that I can swap in between. There's an upgrade tree that you can introduce like some new mechanics, like holding triangle to do a more powerful blast, holding square to do uh, to to light your sword on fire and do like inflict more damage. So there's little mechanical tweaks that you can make throughout the upgrade tree. But it's it's fairly simple hacking and slashing, and it doesn't really, at this point, I'll say, like, I think that Bayonetta is wildly underrated for how versatile that that combat system can be once you really start getting into the flow with things and upgrading. I okay. don't think from what I've played so far, it's quite that versatile, um, but it's just like, you know, Bayonetta and Devil May Cry, I've never seen a, a story or a budget, anything like this. That that's good to know. It's funny. I would have never again. I mean, I've played the demo, but like I would have never thought a Final Fantasy game would ever be compared again in terms of like the combat, not the other aspects, to a Devil May Cry or Bayonetta. It just and maybe a lot of people will hate that, obviously, because of the classic turn base from the days gone by. But it's just so crazy as someone that's grew up with games to hear that. You know what I mean? Like I kind of felt that playing the demo, but hearing you say that throughout the whole experience that you've enjoyed so far it's pretty crazy i have a side question this is much more like scaled down question but it's something for me because i love a good rpg a good jrpg not as much time to play them anymore but i love when there's great party um part character party yeah. like dialogue and banter and stuff like that games like um the shadow heart series from way back in the day the tales rpgs have like, like these little vignettes where you get to know the characters in relation to each other uh the xenoblade games you know blade 2 at least kind of did that so how how does this game handle or does it even handle like great little like fun moments of like party character interaction i just i that can be a big thing for i think jrpg people from what i know at least yeah does so this have it yeah it does but what i'll say and and i i'm at a point where so you you and it's from my experience so far, I don't know if this branches out further, but it's not like this choice of bringing different people with you in your party. It kind of sets up, like I said, this feels like a very linear intentional narrative and like the people that you have in your party with you, I think need to be there for the big story moment. So they don't allow you to kind of bring in swap out new people on the fly, but okay, you do get moments that bring new companions new new people into your party and then you go out on quests with them that are specific for them like little you know you can you uh, well no this is a main quest uh one that i one that i just had was a humongous like little story pivot that i was not expecting at all hmm. and that that character came into my party and he has a huge role in this this little segment it was only like a 30 minute 25 minute mission but he was like integral to it so it's for, for what they're doing with the companions it feels a lot more specific the missions feel specifically tailored to them opposed to this okay you can bring anyone with you anywhere and then just have like little banter back and forth but you the, the characters that you bring with you they're they're going to be there for a reason nice that 
I, it's so cool just out hearing your excitement for this. I have one last question I want to ask you, and I think you may have alluded to this with the game somewhat being more linear than you thought. Is this an open world slash open zone game like Final Fantasy 15 was? I, I never played Final Fantasy 15, but no, this okay. is this is uh this is linear. Like like that's crazy. It, it's so here's the thing. I I've been to three sections that are open. And whenever I go off and explore, this is something I will say is a hindrance or a knock against the game is that usually when I go off and explore, I feel like I just wasted my time. It's okay. It wants, it wants you to follow those quest markers and get to the next big thing. This is a narrative juggernaut. This, I don't think this game really wants you to do anything, but engage in the combat and experience this narrative because it is like epic level storytelling, but The, the the bigger worlds I actually think are the worst part of the game. Whenever you're just going down the corridors, it feels so intentionally crafted. And then when they open it up, it almost feels like just kind of bigger, almost it's not procedurally generated, but it feels like bigger procedurally generated locations just right. for the sake of having them. Interesting. Okay. So it's almost like they didn't have the confidence in that section and they wanted to just stick with the more linear, but some people are going to be so upset by that right because i feel like hearing linear now is a negative thing when in reality that can almost be depending on the story and the characters can almost be a more positive thing you know and for me like as someone that's pretty disenchanted with most open world games and just not having the time hearing that this focuses more on linear pathways and things actually makes me want to play it more because i just don't want to be filled out where i have to explore everywhere if that makes sense let me tell you this jeffrey this this is this is how crazy this 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 juggernaut of a story is i have been completely going like the linear paths and only doing the side quests that have the the plus marker above the character said to let me know it's important i am i i, I think i have i because i looked at a little a playthrough on youtube i think i have 30 hours left and i've been playing this thing like I mean, I've been playing this thing like a maniac, dude. I've been waking up early to play it, going to bed late to play it. Like I've been playing this <laughs> like a maniac since Thursday. What it's today's Sunday. So like, yeah, like I, I'm 15 hours in and I have 30 left to go. Wow. So it's a 45 hour linear game. If you don't do the, the exploration and stuff. So like, well, I actually, I shouldn't say that because I don't, I don't really know. I just know where I'm at versus the amount of time left on that playthrough there's 30 more hours but they might have went off and did some side content so i don't really know how but but it's like i'm not even halfway through it and and i'm 15 hours in so it's a big linear kind of expansive storyline going on here that's awesome man i i love hearing this and it's funny when i saw the games because we have like a little sheet we do behind the scenes of what we're doing when i saw your your list of uh what we're playing was very small i'm like Either A, he hasn't played games, or B, he's really dedicated to one of these games. And clearly, we already know it was this one sucking up your time, which nothing beats that feeling because you don't really, you might think you're going to get sucked into a game and then you're not, right? Or you just have no intentions of getting sucked in, maybe like this, and then you just can't stop playing. I feel like nothing really beats that feeling because it doesn't come along all that often, especially when it's a meaty game that you know is just going to take you a while. Like nothing beats that feeling and for me that was hogwarts legacy like i didn't just where you can't stop you just want to keep on experiencing it so it's cool to hear 16 is uh is doing that for you and clearly other people too so yeah yeah and and look i i'm 
I'm I'm not that type of gamer. I am the Pavlovian. Like I have that. I want to go here. I want to go here. I want to go here. Do this. Do this. What's that smell? <laughs> What's that smell? Like I, I I just I don't stop. My brain just keeps going all over the place. So like for this to really pull me in, like this has only happened. 2018 it happened with Red Dead Redemption two. 20. Uh, <laughs> dude, I think okay. Uh, Lost Judgment 2021 and then Jedi Survivor Hogwarts Legacy and Final Fantasy 16 since 2018 those are the only games that have really done this for me so it's a great damn time to be a gamer in 2023 I'll just I'll, I'll say that for sure that, man three games in what six we're almost in July like that's insane right you know and that's not even including like the myriad other just tiny game experiences or indie games that we've enjoyed as well like that's that's pretty phenomenal when you think about that it's so easy to complain about the state of gaming and, and rightfully so in a lot of aspects but like when you have games like this coming out it's um it's it's yeah it's exciting man dude and like and dredge and killer frequency and and the like you said the indies have been hitting out hitting it out of the part too it's just it it is really a it's a it's a it's a great time to be uh and we got starfield and spider-man 2 mm -hmm. and like it is it's just yeah it, it's it's a great time to to be a gamer but off of a uh, final fantasy 16 man i actually i have a lot of questions about one game in particular that you were playing one okay. that i thought about buying but it just came out in a really rough time um and that is crash team race uh, rumble <laughs> cta come on man you got it <laughs> clearly very memorable you can remember the name yeah you, you got it you got to throw a different name in there ctr that's already been done that's uh, true i didn't so think about that what's your kind of takeaway with this? How much have you played of it? How are you digging it? What's the, what's the vibe with CTR part two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not racing at all. So crash team rumble. Yeah. It's I'll be honest. I'm, I, I'm probably a big problem of the whole live service and those types of games. I do just enjoy a lot of those games a, because for me to sit down and play like a story thing, I just don't either a have as much time or energy or patience. So for me at night, when I have like an hour to play diving into a multiplayer game or a live service game, and you'll see, you'll see that that's kind of indicative of some of the games I played this week. I just didn't have the mindset to go into a story just because of life things. So crash team rumble is a crash bandicoot multiplayer only game. Now that's going to turn a lot of people off, but this one's been on my radar for a long time. So this is a, crash game for all intents and purposes with the crash music crash look crash moves and everything like that and crash pals all of them but you basically play as two teams i think it's four on four and essentially the whole goal of each match again multiplayer online only i mean there is bots but um is to basically get as many wumpa fruits and put them in your 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 little goal areas that's it. That's the game. So that sounds really reductive, but basically it, it ends up being this really frenetic party game where you have different roles. So like crash is a scorer scorer. So his goal and like aim is to get as many wump of fruit and he gets more points when he brings those to the goal. Then you have other uh, like Coco hers is like to be a, uh, I forgot the name, but like there's these like specific points on each of the cool and colorful maps where you can, they're like bonus zones. If you light up all the bonus zones, then you get more Wumpa fruit per deposit. So like that character's focus is that, but then you have blockers. So like the blocker ones like Dingo Dial or whatever, they can like block and you have more powerful attacks. And it's essentially like a class-based multiplayer score fest. 
it's going to be a huge turnoff for people that just want more single player crash. And I get that, but the charm is here in spades. It's, it's from toys for Bob. So they are obviously very well versed in like the redos of all the, you know, crash and Spyro and whatever games they put their hands on, but it's a multiplayer game. There's a battle pass, there's unlockables, there's cosmetics and that stuff sure can be a turnoff, but the actual moments moment gameplay is lighthearted. It's fun. Matches are like 10 minutes, if not shorter. And you're just collecting fruit. You're smashing each other up. It's kind of like super smash bros meets a scoring game. And I don't, I'll be honest. I don't know if I'll stick with it forever because People yeah. tend to just like stick to this one role and they just kind of like do the same thing over and over, which can be kind of annoying, but it's fun and lighthearted. I don't have much more to say about it than that. It's fun and lighthearted. It's 30 bucks. It, I, I'm having a good time with it when I have 20 minutes. Yeah. You answered all of my questions. I, I literally, okay, I'll, I'll list off the questions that I had. I had how I said, how live servicey is it? Meaning the, the battle passes and all the, the loot and unlockables and purchase monetizable content inside the game. So you answered that. Uh, I, I had, is there any local multiplayer? You answered that. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, and then I said, uh, is it possible to just hop on and have, have, uh, fun for, for a couple minutes on these online matches? And you answered that it's about 10 minutes per, per match. The only thing I, I would have and it, you, you, so there's no story content whatsoever inside the game. No, it's a, it's a pure, it's pure multiplayer. Okay. That that's literally all it is. So it, like any game like that, it's going to a the, the player base, the player base is strong right now. Like finding a match is really easy. There's cross play and all that jazz. But to be honest, this isn't a free to play game. You still yeah. have to buy into it. It's easy to buy into because it it's a crash game and it's made with love. Like it's polished to a T. I haven't noticed any issues, no frame issues and bugs and glitches and uh, the net code for connecting to matches. Everything is spot on and solid, but it's Activision publishing it. So my fear is right now there's no store. Right now, it's like, yeah, there's the battle pass and there's that goodies, but there's like no store. You can't really spend real. I don't think you can spend any real world money apart from buying the game. Oh, however, wow. however, however, that's a huge caveat because it's Activision. They did the same thing to an extent with the with the crash team racing Nitro, the redo of the crash one, where eventually they added in real world money and a store and all that jazz. This already has a battle pass and seasons, all that stuff that I'm personally fine with. I enjoy that because it keeps the game fresh. I just, I, I don't see this game having a player base for all that long. It's really fun and I'm enjoying it, but I just, I just don't see it because there's still a buy-in. It's not a free to play. You know, you still have to buy in to get the experience and you people will cause it's crash and it's worth the money, but it's like a live service pay game. And that's, there's only one mode as of right now, like it's that mode and it's a lot of fun, but there's just not much variety beyond that. So I don't think I'll probably play it more than a few months. Yeah. Um, but for you know 20 minutes half hour it's it's a good little time so yeah it's 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 a bummer to me that that's not more common in this live service or in this you know always online uh, online multiplayer it's a bummer to me that there's not more games that are just like okay pay your 30 dollars at the door and here's your game like it sucks that everything has to live forever and forever and forever and be constantly monetized and like I, I just think it's cool to to like I don't know if I'll if I'll check this out. The thing for you have to buy two discs or two copies to play with someone that that you know, right? Like you can't just you can't. There's not like a code or, or anything like that, is there? That you can give to a buddy? I don't know, and I actually don't know. And this is just my ignorance because I don't really play much local co-op. Uh, I don't play much local multiplayer. I should say I don't. I don't even know if this. And again, I I don't really. I just don't know. I don't know if this yeah. has local multiplayer. 
I'm gonna. I'll I think it it's quick. just online only, but then you can do like a match with bots on your team and their team. You'd have to look it up. I actually don't know if it has local multiplayer. I don't think it does. But as I was logging into this game a couple of times this last week, all I kept being reminded of was our discussion of last week about physical and digital. Because every time the menu popped up and said logging into online services, all I kept thinking about was. At some point, this game will just be dead, dead. And there's nothing to do with it. In 10 years, you can't play Crash Team Rumble unless like modders like and that that is a huge. Obviously, it's just a bummer. So to, yeah. to your point about it's a digital even if this was physical at some point, the servers will shut down. You just can't play it, which is always a bummer. So Yeah, and, and, and that's a purchase that you have that'll be void. Yeah, so it says here Crash Team Rumble does not offer a split screen co couch co-op experience and is primarily a 4v4 online multiplayer game. So, so there you go. Yeah. To me, it's worth it. It's worth to me. I, again, I know we've talked about a lot of negative. To me, the game is great. It's worth it right now. It's worth it on a sale. I just don't know how long it'll last. There's just no way of knowing. You can't compete with Warzone. You can't compete with Apex. You can't compete with Fortnite and Rocket League. Like, you just can't. And like, unless something does something completely different at some point, even with the crash name behind it, it's going to die out. And I just don't see this game lasting more than a year, but I really like it for now. So I would say if yeah. you want like a fun little multiplayer game to jump into and you love the crash feel, it's there in spades and it's really polished. So I, I'm, I'm glad that they um, really polished it to a T. So. Yeah, well, I'm gonna let you go ahead and uh, continue on. I, I really, I the only other thing I've been playing is is Resident Evil Revelations. I finished that up, incredibly challenging final boss. I I don't know, I don't remember having that degree of challenge with it when I when I played it the first time, but really, really tough, really annoying. The entirety of the the, the rest of the game is pretty so well let me say playing on the the normal difficulty i'm sure people playing on super hardcore and all that it, it's it's more challenging but just playing on normal difficulty man it, it's it's a breeze to get through most of it and then you hit that final boss and if you don't have a lot of of uh, weaponry stored up and a lot of ammunition for your magnum and a lot of ammunition for your you know more powerful weapons it's it's challenging and I struggle with that thing. I probably, it took me legitimately like an hour to, to just beat that final boss. And it's it, the rest of the game probably got through it in seven hours. So it was a, it was a bit annoying, but overall the, the quality of the game is super, super, super high. It's like legitimately one of the best resident evil games ever made. We talked about it last wow. week. That's pretty much all I, all I have to say on it, man. So did, did you feel like that, that difficulty spike with the boss at the end? Cause I haven't finished the first one yet. Um, did it feel like it was just an unnecessary difficult spike yeah. just to kind of pad it out to be like, well, you get her, I guess you should just get stronger. I know you can't like level up, but yeah. does it feel like it was unnecessary? Yeah, it was weird. It was just like, it, it and it, it would be, it'd be so easy if the camera was better. Like they, it, it turns like so actiony and like, there's no real thought behind it. It's just, okay, unload a clip into this glowing orb inside of this monster's chest. And if you, you know, happen to, to angle it perfectly and you got a, you know, super powered shotgun that has a extended magazine and then it rapid reload, you have all the upgrades there. You just get it done real quick. But, you know, if, if you run out of ammunition there, you're having to go, they have like a little storage box in the room so you can go back to the storage box unequip certain upgrades for one weapon put it back to the other and then you know try to do the same thing with a different style of weapon but with that same setup of rapid fire high powered extended um extended clip 
type weapons but yeah it's just the like it's this glowing orb that you have to shoot and he's he's totally uh impervious to any sort of damage elsewhere and he spawns multiple other enemies that are exact replicas of him charging at you and but there's only one real one and he has like this purple glow coming out of him that that lets you know that that's the real one so it takes a second to get used to that and then he does this this move where he he like uh, slams down on top of you like like this rapid slam move and say you're you're here mm-hmm. and he's like behind you here he'll like he'll angle up this way and it'll look like he's gonna miss you and then right as as he's about to slam down he spins and just does a rapid hit and it's just like it it, it seems so 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 unnecessary for a, a game that otherwise had such a high quality bar ac- across the board and it's not like one of those get good things it's just a really <laughs> it's a dumb dumb boss fight that doesn't fit in, in this in the grand scheme of of the rest of, of that game in my opinion I'm glad to know that you enjoyed the rest of it despite that. I mean, it's a bummer to wrap up that way, but it sounds like the rest as an experience, seven hour experience was pretty solid to keep it through, which is, which is good. Yeah. And you can't drop the difficulty. Like, so if you, you start the game, like I started it on normal, I can't like drop it down to easy just to get through that final boss. It's so, so annoying. So annoying. Yeah. Cause I can't play resident evil games on easy. Like I, it's just, I I've been playing them so, so long. Like I just, it would, it would be, you know, it would be so boring to me, but I don't want to, you know, something like that. I don't want to spend an hour on it. I'd, I'd happily just crank it down to easy just to get through it. You know, it's yeah. just weird, but yeah, well, that's my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> it's good thoughts. Well, I'll, I'll run through some of these real quick. I still have four more. I'm not going to spend much time on a few of these just because I'm excited for our, what our, our community chosen subject is. That's going to be real spicy and I'm pumped for that. So real quick, uh, two more live service things. So I've been playing dead by daylight since it came out dead by daylight's been running for seven years now plus which is insane to think about that so for anyone that for some reason doesn't know dead by daylight is the asymmetrical horror theme pantheon of horror things nicholas cage is coming to it it's i honestly i've i've jumped off and on that game for years but i adore it as a horror person it's just such a fun moment to moment gameplay they have like a seventh uh anniversary like masquerade twisted masquerade event and it's just really spiced up the game but i want to applaud behavior uh interactive who makes this game because they constantly manage to find new ways to like support this game and make it exciting if you're a horror multiplayer person um so i've just so i've been diving into that it's just been a good time um the other one real quick because i think is a little interesting so um there's the upcoming ubisoft online shooter x defiant which is a stupid name so x defiant uh, surprisingly put out like this open they call it an open session but it's an open beta basically a couple few days ago at the time of recording I didn't expect that. I really didn't have any interest in the game because I got burned out on Call of Duty years ago. I played it. It feels like a generic Call of Duty. <laughs> That's it. It feels like generic Call of Duty. And the the open beta was basically you can try some operators. And basically they have operators from like Watch Dogs 2 and Far Cry and like uh, Splinter Cell. It's such a weird mashup. It's going to be funny if they put like Rayman in there one day. <laughs> yeah. But, but the open beta for X Define was literally the most underwhelming generic Call of Duty feeling game. Like you can tell they're trying so hard to be the next that. And it wasn't bad. It wasn't like anything like that, but it just, I'm like, I've played a billion games like this before. So much so that I ended up downloading like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 just, just to like even see how it even compared. And I'm like, this, these both just feel the same and kind of pointless. <laughs> Um, it was fine. It was okay. I only played it for like a couple hours and I'm like, I don't have any interest in this. Um, 
do you have any interest in even like a game like this? No, but I, uh, <laughs> but I do have some questions. Oh, that's fine. For... I didn't play that long, so please no, I don't have much answers. But well, do you do you think this will have any legs at all? Do you think because I know there's a lot of competition in this market. Do you do you foresee this being something that Ubisoft supports? With you know, I know that they've they've canceled some service games here recently. Do you think this will be another one that bites the dust pretty quickly? It's so hard to say because again, this was just an open session. They call it an open beta, but like even just the menus, like it just. Here's what I'll say: the package doesn't feel confident. Mm. And again, it's not out yet. So it's going to be a free to play game whenever it comes out. But even just like this public beta, it just didn't feel confident. And like the, the menus just look boring. Like the way you can choose between like, again, Splinter Cell and like, you know, freaking, you know, what I say, Far Cry, Watchdogs, these different properties, you know, the division, it just felt so tacked on. And yeah. it just, you can tell they're trying to lean into like the Overwatch thing where you have like all these cool characters and then you get like these special moves and it just comes across again. It's just kind of lackluster and generic. The gunplay feels like a less fun um, version of Call of Duty. It just, it reminds me of like the old Call of Duty games, but like less fun. And so it, it's I to answer your question, it's Ubisoft, so they'll pour a lot of money into it, but I I can't see it taking players away from Call of Duty. And again, I'm not a Call of Duty person anymore. I don't think that's fun anymore. But I don't see it taking people from that. So it just feels so just generic. I don't know. Yeah. It feels really weird. So I don't I don't even know how you compete with Call of Duty at this point. It's so ubiquitous to a point where it's like I I mean, Call of Duty yearly sells what some of the greatest games of all time have ever sold. You know what I mean? You're talking about a game that yearly is, is if you pulled up the top 25 greatest selling games of all time, it's like seven call of duties out of 25 games. It, it's crazy. Like, how do you, I don't know how, I don't even know why you would want to compete with that. I understand that the market's huge and maybe there can be some bleed off where you, a, a couple disgruntled players you pull from the call of duty ecosystem into yours, but man, that seems like a tall task, but everybody wants a piece of that pie. But yep, I, I was the technical performance any decent for, for X defiant. It was fine. Again, yeah. it just, there wasn't like, again, there wasn't like issues per se. It just, it looked, it looked like a, like an Xbox one or even Xbox 360 game. Oh, wow. It was, and again, not that fidelity is everything. It played fine, but it just, everything just kind of felt like it's so, I can't think of the word I want to use, but it, it just looked dated Yeah, and it felt generic and lackluster. And you can just tell, and again, I don't want to say this because I don't want to sound like mean to people that like are making games. Cause like they still make games and are trying, but yeah, it just doesn't feel necessary. Well, the thing is, is like I, you're not being rude to them because I think I, if I had to venture a guess, <laughs> this this seems to me like some high executive boardroom discussion more than like, oh, we're really passionate to go and make another one of these. You know what I mean? So I, I I I would be willing to bet that a lot of people on that team, and I don't know this, but but you know we're we're just some, some idiots on a podcast. We <laughs> don't take our opinion to the bank, but I'd be willing to bet a lot of the developmental team was like, yeah, we agree. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're probably right. So I, I hope it gets some player base, but honestly, I'm just like, I this just felt so pointless to have it. Yeah. Um, the last two, which again, I'll, I'll fly through these. I, I jumped into the Haunted Mansion on PS2 again. We talked about it last week and it just made me want to like have that like spooky vibe. So I've been playing a couple hours of that, which has been 
you know, it's just fun. Just fun little retro Haunted Mansion goodness. Um, and then one that is a surprise. I won't, again, I won't talk long on it. I want to hear if you've played it. So PS5 on like their premium, whatever, they just like had like 20 more games drop if you're a part of the premium tier or whatever tier it is. I don't know. Um, and there was a game I downloaded called Solstice. Have you heard of Solstice? It looks like a Souls game. It's not. But have you heard of it? Solstice. I it's like S-O-U-L-I. It. However you spell Solstice. I don't know. Talk to me about it. I'm going to pull up a trailer. So Solstice was when I saw like they have announced like the 20 games or whatever that they're adding on, you can download for free. I was like, okay, this looks like one of these like cool, dark fantasy games, but I thought it was going to be a Souls-like game. And it's not, it's essentially a Devil May Cry game, which I did not expect. And that was a pleasant surprise. So it's like this dark fantasy, very, very dark fantasy stories like this, this character named Briar and her like sister, who's like a, an ethereal spirit named Loot. Uh, maybe their names are backwards i forgot and you essentially explore this dark fantasy world there's like it's somewhat it's very linear but you can explore like kind of off the beaten path here and there it feels like a traditional like xbox 360 ps3 action game it's not a souls like at all and that's what i thought it was going to be like because that's what it seemed to bill itself as yeah it plays like devil may cry so much so that you get like the little red things you have like you're scored after each battle and it's a a delight it's a pure delight I, i am enjoying it so much so on ps5 that i pinned it and i'm just going to keep going through that game so awesome. have you have you heard of it or played it then i thought this was a souls game too so it's i not. just as soon as i saw the name i checked out <laughs> i know that's bad man but i'm just like so over that uh that entire trend but yeah i'm looking at it now no. and i will say even the trailer like I think they did a disadvantage to the game by it almost looks like a souls game with the with the trailer yeah. but but no, it's not yeah. at all. I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to grab this. I think they grab have a it. physical copy of it too. I'm, a, I'm about to buy it right now. It's really darn cool. It was one of those games that was such a pleasant surprise, right? When you download a game or buy a game and you're like, I don't know what to expect. I expected souls. Like, just like you said, I expect a dark fantasy world and just another game where you die endlessly. There's like 10, there's like five difficulties. There's all these accessibility settings. It's just all about quick, fun character action, linear. And it just, it's such a delight. It's such a delight because not every game needs to be a Souls game. And I think you'll really dig it. Um, it's really darn cool. It's really polished, really fast. Hitting a million buttons at once for our goblin brains. Yeah, that's this game. I'm buying it, dude. It, it, they got a copy right here. 12 bucks on, on eBay. Get so it, dude. You're going to love it. it. It's your kind of game. Based on everything you've said about Final Fantasy 16 and Devil May Cry and character fighting action games, this game is such a cool game. It's such a treat. And it was so unexpected. So I, I had to mention it here. I've only played like two hours, but it's really cool. I'm grabbing that. Heck yeah, dude. I appreciate that. Cause I would have never, ever, ever bought that because I thought it was a souls game. And so, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm grabbing that bad boy. Good shout out, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. That was on a whim. So that that's all I got. I didn't want to spend too long on those. Cause I know we got a big upcoming topic, but was yeah. that, I think that's everything we played pretty much then right yeah that's everything that is everything we have played my friend and now oh I, I do want to to go ahead and kind of update the community on our we're, we're we're trying to to shorten up the shows a little bit uh we we, <laughs> we love rambling for you know two three hours and then uh discussing everything under the sun but I, I i think it'll be beneficial to everybody if if we shorten up these shows a little bit here and uh, just on a personal note, not going to go into any specifics, but there's some kind of big things percolating in my life that I, I need to prioritize 
right now. So we're going to try to trim up these shows a little bit. And, uh, and so we're, we're going to, you know, we'll still have fun topics. We'll still do the, the monthly, uh, most anticipated games and maybe continue the, the draft segment with that. And some other, maybe random fantasy drafts popping up here and there, but the, the, I do have a, an idea for, the the yearly thing i we're not going to do it here on the show but i have an idea for how i i i because i want to finish that up i want to finish that up and do my top 100 games of all time but i have an, a different idea of how i'm going to spin that it's not going to okay. be on this show but but stay tuned stay tuned i'm not gonna i'm not abandoning you i'm not abandoning you <laughs> abandoning you on that topic i do have an idea for it i think you guys will really like what we end up doing with that there and with the 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 console war segment like I said, we're just going to kind of remove that part of it and then just just take the ideas and and, and put them into shows because we're going to have shows where we don't have a big Final Fantasy 16 to talk about. And then that'll be the week where we bring in a, a big topic like a, you know, a, 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 a drafting the the greatest PlayStation 2 games of all time and like just silly fun stuff like that. I don't know if that'll be one we use, but <laughs> we're, we're going to come up with fun topics. It will still be a fun, unique different show but we're we're gonna try to kind of you know uh, make it a little less long as i sit here and <laughs> and rant for for 10 minutes <laughs> but yep that's exactly and that kind of leads us into you know we want to focus a lot on the community poll yes. that we do which which again brandon's already done since you know for a long time but we really want to focus on making that if you guys want to hear about a thing we'll do our best to cover it even if we're not always versed in it. this one though i gotta say when I, when I gave this idea to you and put it out there, Brandon and I had talked about this ahead of time. Essentially, it's basic. Our, what is our topic? It's universally praised games that we don't like. I'm going to go so yeah. far as to say it's despised. But oh, no. I have I am so excited to talk about this because I have three games that I just need somewhere to cathartically share how much I don't like them. And I know people are going to be angry and hate me, but to be <sighs> honest, I don't care. You like what you want to like. It doesn't matter if I don't like it. I'm just a rando. Yeah. So what I'm curious is, is I don't know how many you have or what games you have. I don't know if you know the ones I have. And I, I mean, we kind of know, but uh, I, I, I think I know two of you. Yeah, I know. I, I'm for okay. sure. I know two of them. I don't know what the third one will be, but I, I think I know. I think I know what two of them are going to be. You want me to kick off with my first one? Yeah, because I want to mentally prepare on how to like, because I'm not going to really hold back okay. because these games that I don't think are good and I'm tired of everyone praising them. So <laughs> I think you're going to feel the same, but I want to, I want to, I don't know really what you have except for one that you spoiled. So you start, you start us off. This is uh, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. So I, I, I gotta, I gotta preface before we jump into this. I, I'm, I, I don't really hate things all that often. Like I'm not, I don't really, that's not a feeling that I feel too often like i i might dislike something for a couple of reasons but i can kind of identify that it's usually more a me thing than a, a the game thing but i i, okay. I, I so but but i'm, I'm You're not taking the wind out of my sails here okay <laughs> i'm not trying to kneecap you 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 do your thing you go off i i'm, I'm happy to i i can't wait to hear your 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 tangents your rants but i, I the one i'm going to start off with i'll go ahead and because I, I spoiled it earlier persona 5 checked it out I, I jumped into it for a couple of hours and I was just like, what am I doing here? What, 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 what is, what is going on with this game? That's supposed to be, you know, this like whatever 95 out of a hundred on Medicare. Like it just, it didn't capture me in that regard where I was like blown away early on. And here's the thing, these humongous 
turn-based RPGs, it's going to be, this comes back to it being a me thing. I can't commit 50, 100 plus hours to a turn-based game. I, I just can't do it. I, I understand the people who grew up with turn-based mechanics. They still love them. They still want them in games. They still, you know, have that fondness for it. I can't do it, man. I can't commit 50 hours to just selecting different menu things. And we can maybe get into to this more at a later time for, for genres we dislike. Cause I think that was like, I think that came in second place when we put that up. So I want to do at one point for our community poll, like round up a bunch of the second place votes and put them all into a poll and see out of like the, the second place winners, what comes out victorious, but I'm not a turn-based guy, man. I'm just, I'm just not a turn-based guy. I love the art style for persona and variety is something that I very, very much enjoy with video games. And this <laughs> seems to be offering up a tremendous amount of variety, but for the little bit I played of it and I didn't play a lot. So that's a big knock against me here, but I, I just, I couldn't find that thing to kind of connect me to get me through to the, you know, the, the 80 hundred plus hour finale of persona five. That That's fair. I should, we, I guess I should have asked before we started, should we, allow space to ask each other questions or do yeah. we just want to go through them so we don't spend it too too long on these no let's run man let's run we're, we're, we're doing pretty good on recording time it's only 317 so with uh with persona 5 um is it solely then because that is turn-based i don't like I, I we talked about this before as well i don't really like school settings all that all, all that all that much and that that was a big thing to me i I don't like a lot of like kind of the anime tropes. I, mm. I this is going to sound so disrespectful and I don't mean it to, but I, I, it seems like, you know, okay, you're playing as these high school, 18, 19, 17, 18 year old kids. But then a lot of like the dialogue sounds like it's 12 year olds. And I, <laughs> I just, I, I don't really connect with that. I, it, it puts me off. It makes me feel kind of, I don't know. I just, I don't like, I don't like that. <laughs> so, so that sounds like it's the blend of it's because it's praised. I guess, I guess a good question we should ask each other, especially if we like maybe either don't agree with each other or like, even if we do, what is the game universally praised for? I guess it's praised for what it's, it's praised for its combat. It's praised for its visuals, right? It's music presentation and like the social. What are, what are, I guess, would it be helpful to ask each other? Like, what is it praised for? So we can kind of, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I shouldn't despise certain things and I should be trying to like understand it instead of just being cathartically angry. So how should we, what is it praised for? Is it praised for the things that you don't like then? Yeah, a lot of it okay. is. And 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 once again, a lot of this, like we could spend as much time diving into the psychological aspects of why we don't like some of these things. But I think- <laughs> I think it simply comes down to at times like certain things just being for you or certain things just not being for you. And it's it's I know that's reductive and a simplistic way to to look at this stuff, but it's simply just I, I really do think a lot of it comes down to taste with with me and some of the games that I'll be mentioning here. OK, all right. Well, I don't have any. I know further questions. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, hit me with hit me with your first one. I'm, I'm really uh, I. I yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll give you free reign. I, I'm sure uh, I know two, but I don't know the last one. You know two because we've talked about it, but I, I'm i really torn of where to start because do I want to offend everyone in the world immediately or do I want to ease into it? Now, we'll just start off with a bang. I don't think Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is a good game. I just okay. don't. I think it's a very poorly made game. I'm sorry. 
I'm just going to say it. I'm not sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry at all. I wanted somewhere to talk about this. I really hate that game. So I'm going to talk about Breath of the Wild because obviously I haven't played Tears of the Kingdom. I could care less <laughs> about Tears of the Kingdom. I have zero interest about that game because of how much I really hate Breath of the Wild. So how do I start this? Because I know everyone's going to be like, oh, you suck. You shouldn't be around. That's fine. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to say. I'm 36. I grew up playing Zelda games. I adore the Zelda games from days gone by. I love Wind Waker. I love Ocarina of Time. I love Majora's Mask. I love Minish Cap. I love the spinoff ones on GBA. I love all these different variety of ones that are your traditional Zelda games. Now I can fully understand as you're saying to try to give this some credence and to realize maybe it is a me problem. Although I don't think it is no one's just <laughs> brave enough to talk about it. I understand that breath of the wild Nintendo wanted to try something new and bold for their new system. They wanted to go open world because everyone else was that, that was a stupid move in my opinion. Like you don't do what everyone else is doing. That's not going to work in the long run. Why I don't think breath of the wild is a good game is because a it went open world when it wasn't necessary. No one was clamoring for that. Clearly it worked. I get it. Maybe I'm the anomaly, but the way the open world is to me, it's barren, it's lifeless, and it's utterly boring. I understand that it was like, oh, we don't want markers. We don't want blah, blah, blah. No, shut up. I don't I, the, get the thing, that. The thing that I hate about it is it just feels lifeless and boring. And again, I'm a Zelda fan from the beginning. So my favorite games are the old Zelda games. So I'm not even, I love the franchise, but I've tried playing Breath of the Wild four or five different times i've probably put in a cumulative of 20 hours so i'm i'm not saying this is like on my pulpit i've never played the game a the game just the open world isn't necessary i hate the whole weapon breaking durability system again i understand people like that for me i want to get used to a weapon and feel attached to it and really grow in that bond with what i'm using i just hate that every second everything breaks the whole thing where you have to like manage your cold and your heat and your hunger again i get it people love that kind of stuff in survival games I, that to me is just not fun. I can barely survive in real life. I don't want to survive. <laughs> again. And there's just no storytelling. I understand it's meant to be like environmental and the little nuggets here and there. To me, it just comes across as a lazy Zelda game. Maybe that's completely blasphemous, but it comes across as a lazy Zelda game where they didn't want to make dungeons. They didn't want to make a full on story. And they're just like, here, Ubisoft does open worlds. We're going to do an open world here. Just take your favorite Zelda. We'll make it open world. To me, yeah. it doesn't pan out. It's just not fun. It never captured my attention. And the game runs like garbage. I'm sorry. Going back to play this now, the frame rate is abysmal when you compare it to other games. So it's just not fun. I just yeah. don't think it's fun. And I get why people like it but it's not a Zelda game. So yeah, Ooh, I don't feel good about saying all that because it's been inside for so long. Cause no one ever agrees with me, but man, I do not like that game. So, Hey dude, that's, that's what this segment is for. The people wanted to hear the spice and I'm unfortunately, I, I don't have a lot of spice that I'm coming with here. So you're, 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 you're filling that void for, for this segment. I think people are wanting a, a little bit of spice here. Um, look, I, <sighs> I think Tears of the Kingdom, like I said, would have been probably my favorite game of this year if it released anywhere other than the Switch. So anytime you bring up a Switch game, I'm inclined to agree with you that, <laughs> that I don't like it either. But I, I've, I've, I've never played Breath of the Wild, played 10 hours of Tears of the Kingdom, 15 hours of it. And I think it is truly a what they did with puzzle solving is some of the most innovative it's one of the more innovative takes I've seen on puzzle solving in games ever. But with that being said, I didn't think the open world was all that special. I thought the combat was very, 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 very boring. Um, <laughs> but, but Hey, you know, it, it, it's, 
different strokes for different folks. And I never played Breath of the Wild, so I can't really comment on that one. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you got that out of your system, man. <laughs> I don't feel great about it. Again, I want to, you're right. I should be like you because you said, you know, I, I don't want to hate things. I want people to enjoy things. But sometimes in life, I just get tired of feeling like the only one that doesn't like something. So, right. Maybe this is a me problem, but sometimes you just want someone else to be like, yeah, I don't like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I don't like Persona because you just don't want to think you're the only one. So, I probably am the only one. But I just, ah, just, just needed to say it. So thank well, you. Yeah, but if you enjoy the game, awesome. I'm glad I bought my switch for that game. So that's probably why I'm also disappointed. But yeah. So, well, and anyway. it's like people voted for this, you know? So it's, I, I think people probably have a lot of similar things where they, there's certain franchises, certain games where it's like, everybody is unanimously praising this thing. And I feel like the lone, the lone guy on the mountain that's screaming up to nobody. And it's, it's yeah. So, so I think people will find this uh, relatable in, in some instances where there's, there's not games that, or there are games that they feel that way about, but nobody else does. So that's kind of the whole point of this thing, but. Into, All right. What do you got? What do you got? And what do you, I don't know. I don't know what any of yours are. I don't think so. I'm excited. <laughs> so. I, so I have a few wrote down here. I'm going to go with one that I do enjoy but i don't understand like the unanimous praise that it was given and that is going to be hades so (laughs) i i i I finished the you know i i made it through one run of hades i i thought it was really really fun i thought it was really fun but whenever i heard like you had to go through it 10 more times to unlock the real ending that was when I realized, okay, it might not be that fun. <laughs> it, 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 it was it was okay to go through it once. It was good enough to go through it once. I, I, there's no world where I'm playing through this ten more times to unlock the true ending. And it's not it's not like a difficulty thing. I didn't find the game like punishingly difficult or anything like that. I liked swapping between the different powers, but it it's and I I. I hear people all the time praise the narrative for Hades. And I'm just like, okay, uh, sure. I, 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 I don't think I could tell you much about the narrative of Hades at all. Like, I, I don't remember anything from what was, what was told in that story. The, the, the combat was fun. I like, I like getting the, the new weapons at the, the, you know, and at the end of the run and then swapping some of those out and keeping some of your, your upgrades and stuff like that. That is cool. But I don't know. It just, it, it, there's no chance I was ever going to play through that thing 10 times. I didn't enjoy it that much. I, I don't hate it, but I, I would say I, I am like lukewarm at best on it. I mean, that's, you're really good about giving fair takes here because you still enjoyed some of these experiences, some parts of it. So it sounds like with Hades, where was I going to go with this? Is it correct me if I'm wrong. I'm only asking this cause I haven't, I, I haven't really played much Hades, maybe a couple hours. It is a roguelite, right? Yeah. But I it's, remember. it's not like super hardcore okay. in, in its uh, approach to, you know, the, the rogue it's more roguelite with its okay. elements and uh and, and you know what here's the truth about Hades man i really like i'm trying to sit here and think about my memories with the game and i really don't have many like it it just didn't leave like a lasting impression on me the way that it did a, a lot of other people and i think that might be the the main thing is it's just like it was something that i i thought was 
cool enough, but never, ever in my wildest dreams would like this crack a nine out of 10, like anything close to that. It's like a, to me, it's like a fun 7.5, eight out of 10. So you don't, so, so you, it sounds like you recognize it's good, but yeah. it, maybe it just, it shouldn't always be up there in the pantheon of best indie games of all time. Is that yeah, fair? I, mean, I mean, that's the thing is it's like okay. almost every list you ever pull up. It's like one to five. You know what I mean? It's either number one or, or somewhere in the top five. And it's just like, I've played, I've played four indie games this year that I like way more than Hades. Yeah. Listen, I, that's a good take. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I've only, I only played a few hours of it, so I can't say much, but that makes sense. It didn't click with me at all. So I can yeah. understand. I can understand what you're saying. So it sounds like you wouldn't like a game like near automata then, right? Where you have to beat that game like three or four times to finally get like the real ending. <laughs> it, it depends. You know what I mean? It depends. There was just nothing about Hades where I was like, I, there was no reason for me. There was nothing that made me want to go back through it over and over and over again. Uh, maybe yeah. with Nier Automata, I haven't played that, but maybe that would be something where I'd want to go back and play through it multiple times. I've played through Resident Evil 2. I think uh, the remake I've played through four times, the original I've played through a hundred times. So there are games that, that I, I love replaying, but yeah, Hades was not one at all for me. Okay. I that I mean, that's a good one. I didn't expect that. So it make, but it makes sense. That was a good, that was a good way to look at it. So. And to be fair, I, I did finish. I, I I got through the the first run. So the, people can't say, oh, it's a skill issue. I, I got through, I got through the first run. And uh, according to everybody, it seems to get easier as you keep going. So I, it, I got through it, just never wanted to go back to it. So that, uh, <laughs> that, that's my, that's my hot Hades take there. <laughs> your man, your, your takes, I feel like are not, are not quite as, how do I say this? This is going to sound mean now. I feel like your takes are probably like more understood by many people. Whereas I'm going in like the really, the really deep end here, which, which, uh, and I'm going to feel real bad now. I want you just to give me one. That's like everyone loves and you're the only one because I've heard other people say, no, no, that's not really, okay, no, no, not yeah, I don't, I don't know with Hades. I feel like I might be kind of on an Island with my take on Hades, even though really? I didn't, I think so. Okay. I have, I've never heard someone like bad mouth Hades. Interesting. Okay. Have you, maybe I just hang out with the wrong people, I guess, which is no <laughs> one. Cause I don't have friends. Um, I guess I would agree with you on that because I just, it didn't click with me at all. I played it for those few hours and I'm like, it's fine. There's a yeah. hundred other indie games that are much better than this. I also yeah. don't really care for the developer's work though. The game before that, which was, um, super giant they uh they did the bastion ba i i think bastion's one of the worst indie games <laughs> i i i'm sorry that's not that's not one of the takes here i just don't think bastion's good so i'm not a fan of them but okay hey hades that's a good choice because you're right there are people that really adore that game clearly because it's yeah. always on lists yeah uh, across the, unanimously somewhere in that top five range always but hey. right. there you go what's your next I, one man? i'm gonna stick on the indie scene and to give some credence to this again this isn't to like two to horn or anything like that but i don't want people to be like oh it's because you don't like indie games the channel i used to run was an <laughs> indie game channel and i reviewed hundreds of indie games so i want to make that clear not as a, a pat the back but as like i play indie games more than any other type of games period so i don't think hollow knight is that great it, hollow knight is um i can i think it's gorgeous and a beautiful game hey i just hate bugs so it's never gonna appeal to me period because <laughs> it's all about dark spooky bugs that just won't ever appeal but this isn't so much like the breath of the wild where i just don't think it's a good game i think hollow knight clearly is a well-made game it's just it's a metroidvania there are hundreds of other excellent indie metroidvanias out there and of course now now that i said that i'm struggling to think of the ones that, that are gonna come to mind which is gonna be really bad tales of iron 
That's a fantastic one. Is that a Metroidvania? Yeah. You had uh, the the one. dang it, dude! I had a whole. I just completely like I, ruined that thing because I couldn't think of any now that are so much better. A beloved oh one that that fist game that that came out. I, I believe that was a Metroidvania. It was a twenty twenty one, I believe. Fist something, oh, something north. Yeah, it was like it was like a uh, acronym, right? Yeah, like forged, forged. In yeah, shadow something or other. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to talk much about the hollow Knight. Honestly, I, I very much see the merits of that game. Kind of like you're saying with Hades, I get right. why people like it. It's more that it's again, like Hades, it's always the top indie game. Everyone is asking for silk song. And I'm just like, you do realize there's probably 200 other indie games that are, that are phenomenal out there that aren't hollow Knight, right? Like there's yeah. lots of Metroidvanias. Um, hello, dead cells. <laughs> um, there, right. That one deserves to be up there, but it's just, I, the world is fine. It's a very beautiful game. The presentation is fantastic. The combat is generic. The world exploration is pretty generic. Like it's not anything you don't see in any other Metroidvania. And I just kind of like Hades. I just, it's a good game, just not for me. And I just don't think it should be up there in the pantheon of great indies because there are lots of other ones that get passed aside, which I'm forgetting, which is just going to look bad, but whatever. <laughs> but here we are. So, yeah. Anyway. No, it's, uh, it, it it's, I feel, I feel you in the fact that it's there are so many great indie games out there, and I don't know. It, it's a bummer that how many of them get overshadowed, and then like these few that just stand out like so far above the others, and they kind of crack into that mainstream appeal. And it's just like I wonder how that. I don't know if that's marketing. I, I don't know how that really ends up happening but but yeah no i i i feel you there are so many indie games that i i want to scream from the mountaintop like dude killer frequency rules go check out killer frequency <laughs> but no man that's that's what a, you, that's a good shadow uh, what i'm realizing doing this is i actually don't like talking about this stuff you're right it's funny doing this out loud now i'm like man talking about things we don't like just really doesn't feel as good as talking about things we do like i'm just like <laughs> i feel really awful about talking about things because i know people made them and people love them and i'm such a people pleaser in regular life that i don't want anyone to be sad ever so i'm like this doesn't feel as good as i thought this actually feels really crappy so hey no. remember we're just two people if you if we don't like something it's not gonna affect if you like it so dude there's a, a, a our our you know 150 viewers I don't think, unfortunately, that they are going to uh, to affect Hollow Knight Silk Song's development. I don't think they're going to affect the performance. <laughs> I think I think Hollow Knight Silk Song is going to be just just fine. But the one the one I'm going to shout out real quick, similar to you with your take on Breath of the Wild, I I, I Shadow of the Colossus, man, or Shadow of uh, Shadow of the Colossus is that how you say Shadow? Yeah, yeah. Right. dude, I played it for about five hours. I was painfully bored. <laughs> I, I look, and here's here's the one thing I will say. I didn't play it when it launched in the PS2 era. So that is a humongous kind of difference maker there. If I would have played it when it came out, I'm sure I would have had a much more appreciation for it because there was nothing else like that at the time. But when I played it, the remastered version, there's a hundred other open world games that are artsy and that, that gets you you know in the feels and have this narrative environmental storytelling going on and and uh, the kind of psychological effect of who is the monster are you the monster for taking out the monster like i i've seen it you know what i mean and 
I just don't think it had the effect on me because I played it at the wrong time. Once again, I I, I know I'm not here with the hot takes. Uh, I wish <laughs> I could sit here and just give you all these hot takes about things. I don't think, I don't think the game is bad, but it was boring to me. It was just really, really boring to me. So shout out the Colossus. Uh, I'm sorry, man, but I, I found you boring. <laughs> <laughs> did you first, when you first played it, I, I can't remember if you just said, did you play the blue point remake then you said, yeah. right? not, so you haven't even touched the original one then, right? No. PS2. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just the remake. I mean, that that's not unfair, man. I mean, you're right. I mean, that's, isn't that the point of the game? It is meant to be like a barren emotional tale and that's kind of indicative of the world, but then it's just about these big beings that you come across so that's really not far off the point of what even what it was so that's not that's that's fair yeah yeah you know and just climbing up them i thought that was cool but the scale of it like i had seen it, it putting it in the perspective of the time it released for sure that is super impressive on a, a technical uh perspective and impressive on kind of ushering in this new era of of indies and then you know kind of seeing that progression take place throughout the years that that was i would say kind of the the first snowball that got rolling down the hill so definitely got to give it its credit there and it, you know a, a lot of areas you can you can give it its credit but didn't click with me at all and that's that's kind of what this segment is it's just games that didn't click with us it doesn't necessarily mean it it's it's games we didn't like i think that that's in the title of, of the you know of the the vote it was games we didn't like doesn't mean bad just we didn't like them yeah, that's. I wish I feel like we should start over the recording because I I did say some the game is is bad for Breath of the Wild. So maybe <laughs> now I feel now again I'm now I'm just, now now my stupid people pleasing brain is being like you're supposed to like everything because everyone needs to just get along. So Dude, no. but you're right. That's that's a good point. These there's merits to all of them. We just may not click with them, and that's going to be true for like anything in life, right? A food, a movie, a music band, whatever you know. <laughs> a music, yeah. <laughs> a music dude, you know? dude uh, wait wait until wait until uh, something some new release pops out that i that i find awful i I'll, I'll rail on it for until the cows come up it's just certain things are not going to click with everybody it's just the nature of opinions it's the nature of but you know we, we we're we're not we're not trashing these games necessarily it's just just our opinions on them and at the end of the day there's you know i think there's a lot of people out there and none of it really matters. It's just games like we're having fun. But like at the Absolutely. end of the day, I think there's a lot of people out there that probably do not like things that are universally praised, but either just don't want to admit it or whatever. So like, yeah, hey, like it's OK. We're not all going to like the same things, you know. So Absolutely. Well, you, you said you had three on your list. I'm pretty sure I know where you're heading next. But uh, uh yeah, I, I, is it is it what I'm thinking it is? <laughs> I mean, probably. So uh, th <laughs> this is very much one that. Uh, I guess I just admit with all these games that I, I guess I am the problem. It's it's Elden Ring. So I I I could the game is gorgeous and beautiful. And I can see the value in that, but much like Breath of the Wild, and kind of like I guess to an extent, what you said with Shadow of the Colossus, Elden Ring, I bought that day one. I was so pumped because I love Bloodborne, I love the Souls series, even though I don't like Souls games as much anymore. I still bought that day one. And just nothing it just didn't click i've started that game over like breath again like breath of the wild multiple times loving some of the souls games like dark souls 3 is a is one of my favorite games bloodborne is is fantastic um elden ring it just i can see the appeal certainly and i don't look at elden ring the same as breath of the wild like that's a boring lifeless world like it's there's a lot to do and it's very beautiful um i just I don't know. I hate not. I think it's the problem is I hate not knowing where to go again. That's a me problem. I hate just dropped into a world. And it's like, 
okay, go. And like, I get the appeal of that because it means like, then you can find the quote unquote easier path as opposed to like the end game stuff. But I don't know. I tried Elden Ring so many times and I'm just like, this isn't fun. Like, that's just my thought is like, I'm not having fun. So I'm not going to play it if I'm not having fun. And maybe that would have been the fair critique to Breath of the Wild. Although that's a little different because I have the the past games that I love so much with that. Yeah. But Elden Ring, I can see the value. I can see why people love it. I just don't, I think the world, it didn't need to be open world in that same sense. And it just, I hate, I just hate not knowing where to go. I think that's what it comes down to. Maybe that's why I don't like it. Dude, I'm in the same boat as you with, with, I, I do not like this new idea of like, okay, no map markers for this million mile long journey that you're going to go on in this humongous open world, this endless, these endless possibilities. Like I love map markers because it lets me go okay here's the cool thing i just want to see cool things i well you know you know how my brain is if i'm not getting the spice if i'm not getting the variety if i'm not seeing some uh, diversity of locations diversity of just different things hitting me i just tune out because it's like i'm getting bored and uh, I'll, I'll i'll go ahead and and here's the thing with with souls games for for me is that Maybe once I retire, I could get into souls that into that genre. I have way too much shit going on in my personal life that is is already super challenging to ever want to bang my head against a wall mm. with with one boss over and over and over again. And then look, here's the thing: Resident Evil Revelations, that final boss was really challenging. But guess what? I start back over right at the boss again and again and again until I get it right with the souls games, like checking back in from the bonfire, looping back around, doing the up, down and some jumping jacks. Like, no, dude, I'm not, I'm not spending my time that way. I'm just not going to spend my time that way because I'm already stressed from, from, from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep, whenever I grab a controller, it is literally to wind that down so look here's the thing i'll say i agree with you jeffrey i but but i i will go much further i will never touch any of uh, i'm getting to the point where i don't think i'll ever play a souls game again hmm. until i retire <laughs> I, I i think there is probably a really like amazing feeling of because I felt that with Sifu, that challenge, the reward of, of you know, but Sifu's eight hours, 10 hours, yeah. you know, I, I can't do it for, for hundreds of hours. Like, it's just, I, I play games to wind down, not to, to raise my blood pressure more than it already is. <laughs> right. That's a valuable point. And it is interesting because clearly some people play those games to wind down right isn't that that's what's interesting i think about souls games i i know i know people that find those types of games the challenge and i guess to an extent like the repetitiveness of having to like retrace and do it again until you get it right i know people that and have heard in the discourse that that can be relaxing i i guess almost on a different note i play a game like fortnite to relax that's a really it's not intense in the art style but like it's a very intense battle royale that's not that's not that's not stress relieving but that makes me relaxed so i guess i can see that but i can see what you're saying as far as like when you have the time when you don't have to stress about work when you don't stress about money as much or whatever i can certainly see exactly what you're saying because it's interesting the only souls game that i've actually beat 
I've played all the others is Dark Souls 3. But the only reason for that is because I had moved somewhere. I didn't have a job. I was looking for a job and trying to find work, but that allowed me the extra, exactly what you're saying, not that extra, that extra stress, even though there's stress of finding a job. And it allowed that mental space to go up against the challenges. So I think what you said is a huge point for that yeah. genre in general. Yeah, man. I, I, uh, one thing I will say that you hit on that made me really kind of reconsider my, my thought there is that I used to be huge into competitive NBA 2K. And like not online, but sitting on the couch with buddies and it would get to the point where like we're fist fighting over <laughs> a video game. And so like that is not at all winding down. And I would do that for because like uh, we talked about this before, but I lived right next to my high school. So we would literally have, I mean, 20, uh, 15, 20 person tournaments going on and like, you know, playing for money and stuff like that. And it would get to the point where you're, you're, you know, fighting physically. And that's not, that's the opposite of stress relieving. And then it's the opposite of the experience that I go for now. But I was also, once again, I was in high school. I was, <laughs> I didn't have a job and it was like, so, but you know, you have school or whatever, but yeah, it, it is that weird thing of, I think that there's a tremendous amount of value to be had out of those experiences, but I just, I can't do it right now. Cause even with resident evil revelations, I literally like at that final boss, I felt my face getting red. I felt like the, the <laughs> blood pressure come rising. Like it was, yeah, I, 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 I can't do it, but, but I respect them, but I can't do it. Sure. So no, no getting good for you. Huh? Not right now. Wait until <laughs> I wait until I'm, you know, hopefully the next 15 years, I'll, 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 you know, be, be closing in on retirement a little bit, but we'll see. Those are good oh. points. Do you have, do you have other games? I don't have any other ones. So that's, 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 those are my, those are my takes. Do you have other ones you want to, if you do go ahead, I want to hear what else you got. I'm going to, I'll go through a couple real quick. Sure. Metroid prime. I bought the remaster. Didn't like that. Played it on the GameCube. Didn't like that. I love backtracking. Holy hell, man. The, the backtracking in this, just for whatever reason, I love it in the classic resident evil games. Hmm. I do not like it. I don't I, I think I don't like it in the first person perspective. It it something about the the scenery and not being able to really identify it, something about the 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 motion that your character is moving in and like it just it it's so disjointed for me. So Metroid Prime never could could click with that. Um That's fair. I Okay. You so, can go through all of them, it's fine. I just I don't have any more because those those got all my my catharsis out now i just feel bad so it's your turn to keep going <laughs> I, I i'm going to i'm gonna i'm gonna throw one out here that i do like okay but i think that this is crazy that people like consider this the best playstation exclusive okay and that's 2018's god of war and ragnarok i hmm. I, I i like both of those games i think 2018 was a huge just game changer for that franchise to be more, you know, serious and kind of the sad dad thing going on there. But <laughs> dude, I, cause 2022, it was pretty much straight up God of war or Elden ring. And to me, I think that horizon forbidden West is like leaps and bounds better than Ragnarok in every way from the combat to the technical side of things. The, how technically impressive Horizon Forbidden Horizon Forbidden West is, I think it's 
legitimately the best looking, best running, best playing game, maybe across the board on any of the current gen, you know, consoles. I think that game is a marvel. The scale of it, the spectacle of it, it is crazy to me that like people just was like, oh yeah, it's another open world game. It's like, what? This is a reinvention of that first game with so many new mechanics added in and just so much, just a, a visual overhaul, mechanical overhaul. It was crazy to me. And this is, once again, this is more of my uh, disgruntled feelings towards Ragnarok because <laughs> of Horizon Forbidden West just being pushed aside. But it was like, to me, I was like, it's not even close what the best PlayStation exclusive of 2022 is. I think Horizon yeah. Forbidden West to me is like a, a, a 9.7 and, and Ragnarok's like a, eight six you know it's great okay. but it, it but but it's it's i don't think it's even close to on the level of of forbidden west so that's that's i'm I'll, I'll close it out there i have some others uh jack and daxter one i didn't click with fallout four i i didn't click with um uh, death stranding i know people are split on that one i think death stranding is mindlessly boring but <laughs> That that's that's uh yeah I'll I'll leave it there. <laughs> no, I mean it's fine. Go ahead if you yeah, if you got ones. I didn't. I I just I put so much stock in these three that I now feel guilty about. So I I'm, I'm glad that you keep on going. I can agree <laughs> with some of that. Like I never played Death Stranding, so I can't say anything. I just I didn't play that game because I just it just sounded pretty boring. Yeah. But then for the same reason too, and this this isn't like a, a spicy take. This is just because i didn't really play much of them like the metal gear series i just really didn't play much of them i played the first one way back in the day on playstation one but i've tried every other mgs game and they just didn't click with me it just didn't like kojima's way of writing and all over the place just for me just didn't work but i can certainly understand why people do and like fallout fallout stuff i purely just don't care for the fallout games because i don't like post-apocalyptic stuff i like more fantasy so mm. you know there's just i think what i'm learning through us talking about this is that like a lot of times it just comes down to a genre or it yes. comes down to a type of gameplay or it comes down to the overall vibe, right? Like sometimes it's not just like everything. It's just one little piece that will make us not want to, you know, dive into it. So it's interesting. You know, it's 100%. That's all it is. That's all it, it that's all it ends up coming down to is simply just the fact of does it click with you based off of the things you like? And then sometimes there's the the anomaly where it's right up your alley and it doesn't quite click with you. And those are even more interesting. Um, I think we could maybe go into that at a later time, but it, it that's that's a, a harder one. That would be like maybe one or two games that, that fit that mold for me of like, you know, games that are right up my alley, action adventure or action RPGs or, you know, that just for whatever reason, they, they you know, didn't quite click. But yeah, it's just it, it comes down to personal kind of taste with these things. So. Yep. It is and, and at it the is. end of the day, this was just meant to be fun. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like our takes, whatever, we're just, just meant to be fun. And, and, and so if you have games that you haven't wanted to tell people, or if there's a game that you're like, gosh, I, everyone talks about it with my friends, but I don't talk about it. So like, let us know in the comments, you know, like, it'd be cool to hear. I think it'll, it'll at least help me put it ease. Cause now I feel awful for like hating on things for a second. I want to know, like, if there's other, if you guys, you know, you know what I'm saying? It just let us know if there's similar experiences for you. <laughs> totally man It'd be yeah, fun to talk about that everybody everybody has something that that is universally praised that that doesn't click with them at all but i will say the one thing that is absolutely universally praised that everybody loves and that i love as well that is fast and furious i i i, re I rewatched fast and furious one that was and such two. a weird tangent okay <laughs> i rewatched fast and furious one and two on peacock the other day dude after we were talking about it they are fast and furious one is so 
so good i haven't watched it so long dude that is the dumbest fun movie i've ever seen in my life it is such a blast to go back to it's like it it is so early 2000s man and i i it was an absolute delight we need that that's also another one the the like dumb fun but like dumb fun games great dumb fun games yeah you, you can't beat to me like a real good dumb fun game that I, I love turning off my brain and just having some dumb fun, like with Gears of War. Do you, do you know how many games? This is this is gonna sound silly, but it's true. Do you know how many games I download that are horse games? Horse really? like riding horses. I don't know anything about equestrian horses. I download <laughs> so many cartoony horse games and cartoony games on PlayStation for that exact reason. Because you can turn off your brain, they're not really good. <laughs> but they're just kind of fun to tool around with for a little bit. So to your point, that would actually would be a really fun topic. You, games that are just not really good, or maybe even games that really aren't like well-made, but we enjoy them just because it's a great way just to have some fun for an hour or so. You know, that could be a fun one too. So. You don't, so you, this is, this is wild to me. So <laughs> you don't like have any interest in horses in real life? I just I don't it's, I, it would just be pure apathy like I don't not like them I don't like love them I just I don't I, I just for some reason whenever I see whenever I see a game pop up that features like this is like this is bizarre this is so bizarre <laughs> yeah whenever I said now now it sounds so awkward now I need to go to therapy but like whenever I see a game okay I'm gonna give an example there was a game that came out earlier this year called like Emerald Valley Ranch something other on PlayStation. It's not a fantastic game, but you ride around on a horse and build up your little town. There's another game I think that's based on like a kid's cartoon called like Hazelwood Farm or something. And it's okay. clearly and I and I download these games because I'm like, oh, there's like a cartoony horse and you like do things. This is going to be fun. They're never usually fun, but I keep buying them. Do you like farming in games? Every time I think I do, I don't. So, yes. Mm. But then every time I start playing a farming game, I immediately am like, why do I play farming games? But then I still buy every single one that comes out. Okay, so, so yes, that's but no. All right, all right. I see where this is. So it's kind of an associated thing there. Where no, farm it's not. Oh, it's just straight up horses. Yes. Like so if there was the farming no farming is just like random sometimes. It, this could just be a straight up game where you ride a horse around a village and I'm like, yeah, that looks great. And it's not. I that is very wild to me. Like I I because that I would be help. like yeah. That, that might that, need help. <laughs> I, I definitely need help. <laughs> I, Cause like, I would never buy a basketball. Like I don't play FIFA cause I don't care about soccer. I love basketball. So I buy all the basketball games, but you know, I don't like racing or I don't like cars, but I'll buy a okay. racing game. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe there's something that's saving you there. No, I'm just insane. It's fine. So we should end on that insanity <laughs> and I'm going to go to therapy immediately. So. I dude, I gotta, I gotta get to therapy. Gotta get to therapy. We can't get on that rant here, but no. I, I we'll end it there. We have lots of good, exciting topics. The point is that's the fun thing is we can, have it all be fun and we'll talk about all of our weirdness and we can all share our weirdness and that's okay because you be you and just be happy i guess i don't know well that was a, i don't know i don't know where i'm going with that that was ridiculous. be you be happy be smooth take it easy keep smoothing keep smoothing keep it smoothing <laughs> see you guys soon oh is that where we're ending okay bye <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything you want to plug or anything no horse okay. games bye keep smoothing <laughs> see everyone thanks for watching oh, and stuff <laughs> All right.